Immediately, he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. And when evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and he was alone on the land. And he saw that they were making headway painfully, for the wind was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. He meant to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost, and cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased. And they were utterly astounded, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. Hello everyone and a, a big welcome to you today. Uh, thank you for letting us uh, come into your lounge today and uh, I'm really glad you've joined us. I've got three friends with us from the Kingsgate Church family. And just before we dive into the story you've just heard, uh, they're going to introduce themselves to you. Hi, I'm Gallia. I have been at Kingsgate since 2009 when I became a Christian through the youth ministry and now I spend my days working as an associate pastor based in Kingsgate Peterborough. Hi, I'm Dr. Nkiru Oluwatosin. I've been at Kingsgate for the last five years. I live here in Peterborough with family. I work as a GP and I'm really glad to be part of today's conversation. Hello guys, my name is Aaron. I'm a trainee property manager and I've been with Kingsgate since they were in a college actually. Um, back then I had hair, so yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> Thanks guys. So for those of you who don't know me, my name's Simon. I'm a centre pastor at Kingsgate Cambridge and I've been part of the church for just over 20 years and I'm also a granddad. Now I'm really glad you've joined us today. I really believe, we believe, there are at least two things God wants to do amongst us today. The first is we believe God wants to impart to you fresh courage today, that you're actually going to be, something's going to happen to you in the moment during this time together. But also having chatted with, with these three, I know they've got some great things to share with you. I want to encourage you, lean in. They've got some practical things that you're really going to benefit from that will help you during this week. Now, I think for me, when I, I look at the passage, kind of the, the first thing that strikes me is it just feels so appropriate to where we are today. You know, you've got these disciples out in the middle of the lake. It's nighttime. The, the passage, as we read earlier, says they were making headway painfully. And I think many people right now, they're, they're thinking, aren't they? This is hard. When is it ever going to end? So I just wondered if, if that's your experience uh, at the moment. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting, Simon, because I saw an article last week, a couple of weeks ago, maybe, mm. and it was talking about how there had been a survey of nearly 15,000 people in wow. 16 countries in the world. And these people were asked whether they agree or disagree with the statement mm. that things feel out of control in their country mm. right now. And here in the UK, the results showed that nearly 80% of people agreed with that statement wow. that they feel out of control and that things feel out of control where they live. And it was really interesting because I'm in my 20s and the study showed that that 
expression of agreeing with feeling out of control was particularly heightened mm. among 18 to 34 year olds. Mm. And I just think that was, for me, that was a snapshot of what's happening in the world right now. And I, I've seen mm. that. I, I don't know if you guys have seen that where you are as well, mm. um, that people are feeling the fear at the moment. Mm. Yeah, well, I can say that um, in the practice, you know, um, seeing patients and hearing them speak with me, you know, throughout this uh, pandemic, uh, I hear comments like, you know, um, with everything going on in the world right now, mm. uh, you know, I just feel so anxious and mm. so stressed out. You know, I spoke with a, a lady recently and, you know, she described a strong sense of anxiety, which is really overwhelming for her. And I actually suggested, you know, referring her on for counseling. And she said to me, I am actually a counselor. Wow. All right. So I'm actually, I've tried everything that I know, mm. everything that I would tell people, but I just feel really overwhelmed mm. and looking for somewhere to turn to and some help to get by. Yeah. Wow. Well, Aaron? I think it's a, it's a running theme, like fear is a running theme through even my friends and my family. Because I think this is like a new situation. This is something that's never happened before. You know, with previous situations, you can see how you got out of that. So you sort of apply the same things that you've been through before. Mm. Um, but with this one, it's like you sometimes can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Nobody knows the light at the end yeah. of the tunnel. So it's the same way like you're stuck in a storm and you don't know when it's all going to die down. Mm. Yeah, so it's hard to, you know, keep going. Mm. That's so good. And I think, I think we're all agreed, basically. This, this passage really speaks in to the situation that we're in right mm. now. Yeah. So I think what, what many people would probably be asking, so... Okay, this happened 2,000 years ago. What, what can we learn from it that's actually going to help us today? And I, I think within that, when I, again, when I first read this passage, the thing that struck me that I find very encouraging is that it says that Jesus sees them before they realize they've been seen. Mm -hmm. If you like, God knows, which is mm -hmm. a theme in the Bible. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I want to again come back, back to you, you three. What difference does it make to you just to know that God knows what you're going through? Mm. Galia, what, do you, what would you yeah. say to that? For me, that is huge. I think actually mm. that is one of those truths that transforms everything else about mm. the way that we see and understand the circumstances we're in. So when I think mm. about particularly the last few months, you know, when, I, when my reality was that I was by myself in mm. you know the first part of lockdown earlier this year the truth of knowing that jesus sees that and actually he's coming close as a friend makes all the difference knowing that now jesus is not surprised by the situation actually he's looking on and he's he, he longs to come close into it for me that that brings a sense of i think clarity about the situation even when there's a lot of uncertainty around me because jesus is sure um so for me it fills me with huge courage personally yeah um you know i when i think about the current um situation mm. I, I think about um uh, one of the scriptures that gives me courage and makes me see that jesus knows like god knows you know is in ephesians 2 10 where he says that you know um he has created us as his masterpiece mm. created you know for good works and i'm thinking mm. he knew this would happen and he still brought me for such a time as this. Mm. So it kind of gives me, um, and uh, it motivates me. It helps me see that I, you know, God is saying, I knew this will happen, but I brought you here at this time, mm. and I and I had a plan and a purpose 
So it, it gives me a sense yeah. of, um, of purpose and uh, certainty, knowing that he knows yeah. and it's not by chance. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's always a feel of feeling, that feeling of uh, being alone and yeah. suffering alone. It's always worse when it's just you. Um, so the fact that Jesus knows and he's aware of the situation, like you said, it's like there's a deeper sense of purpose through this pain. Yeah. So when you're going through it and it's, you're making a headway painfully, you know there's something else at the end of that. Jesus knows, he's aware of the problem. Um, I think it's, it's very effective. And it's the same way with friends and family when you have a conversation. Sometimes, you know, your friend comes to you and they're very anxious, they're going through a problem. Uh, they tell you what this problem is. And even if you don't necessarily provide them a solution, the fact that they've got it off their chest, it just takes that weight off their shoulder because they don't feel like they're suffering alone. They feel like they share that same pain with you. Mm. So good. That's so good. And I, I think um, many people would say just the fact that God knows what I'm going through mm -hmm. it in itself enables me to take heart. Yeah. Just, just briefly, do any of you have a particular verse that you would say, that's my go-to verse that reminds me that God knows what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. Well, absolutely. The, you know, the, um, he says that I will never leave you or forsake you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, um, you know, in, that's in Deuteronomy. I can't give you the exact scripture right now. <laughs> um, but yes, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And in Romans 8, um, from 32 to 39, it says, nothing will ever separate me from the love of God. And I paraphrase yes, that, so you know, absolutely nothing. He talks about persecutions, distress, perplexity, even death. And he says, nothing will separate me from the love of God. So that's really reassuring for me. Yeah, so yeah. good. For me, it's Isaiah 43. Um, mm -hmm. That's just been one of those go-to passages for me, particularly over the past couple of years, actually, through mm -hmm. times of grief and times of um, loneliness and just where things have felt really hard day to day. It's been one of those passages that has felt like a bit of an anchor, really, for me, mm -hmm. and particularly talks about how um, God says to his people, you know, when, when you walk through the rivers, the waters won't overcome mm -hmm. you. And when you walk through fire, mm -hmm. you won't you won't be burned up. Um, he gives a presence of, yeah, a promise of his presence right in the midst of those things that otherwise we feel kind of lost at sea with. Um, and so for me, that's just been one of those things that has really kind of a truth that's held me mm. over the past couple of years. And I keep coming back to it at the moment mm. as well. Actually, just the truth of mm. God's presence with me is his promise to me and he does not lie. That's, yeah. wow, that's good. Uh, one of my favorite verses is Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things mm. through Christ who strengthens me. Mm. And before, when I used to look at that verse, and it made me feel like I can do everything, I can attain different success or whatever through that verse. But mm. like going through all this, it gave it a new meaning. Because before that, um, Paul talks about how he knows how it is to be well-fed. He knows how it mm. is to be uh, in need, well-hungry in different situations. And I think the difference that makes that is that he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. Mm. So he can go through hardships and pain because Christ mm. will strengthen him and lead him through that. So that verse for me is very important yeah, in this season. So good. Mm. Very good. I think, um, you know, um, just think, reflecting on your question, um, I would say that there is a scripture that also really, really does it for me. It's First uh, Thessalonians 5, 8. Mm. You know, it talks about having on the breastplate of faith mm -hmm. and love. Um, and for that, you know, f for me, that kind of just shows me how to protect my heart, mm -hmm. to literally take heart, mm -hmm. you know, because when you think breastplate, you're thinking, 
you know, something to protect, you know, your heart from getting mm. hurt or fainting or failing. Mm. Um, and when you're thinking faith and love, you know, it's just a concrete thing for mm. me to have, you know, my, my confidence in the word. You know, you know when we talk about in, in Hebrews 6, 18 to 19, you know, it talks about um, uh, uh, by two immutable things, it is impossible for God to lie. Yeah. And that's so certain for me, yeah. you know, um, and it's an, a hope that is an anchor for our souls. Yeah. And then, of course, like I mentioned earlier, having that certainty of his love, yeah. you know, so that gives my heart confidence no matter what's going on. That's uh, so good. So, and it's so helpful to have those scriptures yeah. to hand that people can turn to. But let, let me, slightly different question in a way. What? What's clear from the passage is, is the moment things change is when Jesus speaks to them. Yeah. You know, when he says, yeah. take courage, yeah. it's I. Yeah. And I think we know when he says that, he's actually basically saying, he's using the phrase, I am, I am mm -hmm. God. So when yeah. Jesus speaks, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, of course, the, the thing for us is today is, okay, Jesus was physically present then. He's not physically present now, but he is all the time with us by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So suppose my, my question to you would be, I think many people would say, okay, it's a nice idea that God's around us, but how do I become aware? How do I actually increase my capacity to connect with him? Mm -hmm. So again, I wonder what for you three, what is it that in this season really helps you go from knowing God's around to actually experiencing his presence that helps you and you hear him speak in a sense in your heart? Mm -hmm. Well, for me, the word, the Bible has always been kind of the key pathway, maybe that I would hear God in and through and that I would encounter his presence. But actually in this season, one of the things that I found really key has been kind of developing postures in my mm -hmm. practice of prayer. So things like literally starting the day, wake up. First thing I do is get on my knees before the Lord and say, Lord, I can't move. I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything if not by your spirit and receive his spirit. Things like opening my hands out to receive his presence first thing in the morning on my knees. And then throughout the day, you know, I've started to develop kind of walking as a bit of a rhythm, but for it's a physical activity to do, but actually to facilitate a spiritual connection point of when the rubber hits the road in the middle of the day, I'm actually going to retreat into the presence of the Lord. I'm going to walk with him, just get above and beyond the situation that I might be in and hear what he's saying, hear his heartbeat, sense his presence. And then towards the end of the day, um, sometimes lying prostrate or kneeling again before him. Yeah. And actually, I, I quite like to pray with my hands like this, palms down, end of the day, before I sleep, Lord, everything that I have hold of, I release back to you and I receive your presence before I sleep. And for me, that's just been, I think there's something about engaging our bodies in the practice of prayer that for me has just, it's brought a new depth really to mm -hmm. the way that I experience God's yeah. presence. I don't know if there's anything that you guys have particularly found that in this season that maybe you've not done before or has just really opened up a way of encountering God. What, what have you experienced? You know, well, for me, you know, I've, I've learned in terms of hearing God, I've learned to focus, mm. you know, I've learned to pay attention. Just like you said, you know, he's always there yeah. and he's always yeah. speaking. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the more I have trained myself to pay attention, um, it has really helped me to begin to actually hear him speaking to mm. me. That still small voice, mm. um, you know, uh, like we were having that conversation earlier about the fact that, um, you know, I've learned that, you know, our minds are 
triggered by what we're seeing and what we're hearing, mm. right? And, you know, um, in, in my line of work and the things that I do, you know, I have studied a bit of um, neuroscience, the fundamentals of neuroscience, mm. and I've come to understand that, you know, uh, perception of reality, mm. our uh, a sense of what we're conscious of really mm. is tied to, you know, what we're focusing on, mm. what's coming through our ears and our our, our eyes, mm -hmm. you know, as visual signals, auditory signals. And, you know, bringing that to this conversation, I've learned that when I sit, set my eyes, mm -hmm. literally, like practically, mm -hmm. put my eyes on the scriptures mm -hmm. that assure me, mm -hmm. you know, and I say them out, creating, you know, auditory signals, I speak them to myself, so or I hear them through messages or other people, yeah. you know, I'm reinforcing that awareness yeah. and that reality. And literally, I noticed that I become uh, more easily uh, attuned to the word and it has more of an effect on my heart because I'm reminded, all right, about the reality of his presence. And that way I've become more sensitive, yeah. sort of like tuning into the signals yeah. that he's yeah, sending. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I love that. And I love what you said about tuning in because it's something that I've been sort of uh, practicing over the last couple of months is just being aware of God's presence mm. Um, mm. wherever you are because you know we get in the habit of praising God on Sunday and maybe praising him Bible study and you feel like God's presence is there on a Sunday and when you do Bible study but then mm. what about the rest of your week yeah so me it's just being aware that even when I'm at work God yeah. is there Mm. Even if it's just a moment to just talk him through the day and say, God, you know what, this is what I'm doing. I don't know what the day is going to be like. That really helps because every decision that I make, I'm making through sort of God's lens because mm. he's there at the forefront of my mind mm -hmm. with everything that I do. Before I lose, you know, my temper to, to someone or whatever else or say something that I'm, I should have not said, maybe um, God's there to sort of calm me and yeah. speak through the spirit. Yeah. So, so I think good. it's like you were saying, it's just being in tune with yeah. God yeah. in all areas of life. Yeah, and I think what you said about like the visual cues as yeah. well, because we can be so forgetful, can't we? Yeah. Like, I definitely find that. But yeah. actually, sometimes like I've found, like you say, setting your eyes on scriptures. Like yeah. I've set a scripture that God might be speaking to me through. I'll write it out on a bit of paper, take yeah. a photo. That's my phone background. Every time I pick up my phone, maybe hundreds of times a day, yeah. scriptures, you know, on my desk in my home office and yeah. scripture at the end of my bed. So it's the first thing that I'll see and the last thing that I'll see in the day. And I've... I totally agree. Like, I didn't know that was neuroscience, but it's, it's like, exactly how I'm wired. <laughs> like, and actually, just add something very quickly. You see, every time you look again at those words, right, you're building long-term memory, mm. not just yes, short-term memory. True. You're building long-term memory, which mm. holds a lot of um, information and mm. releases, is able to release um, the energy required mm. for your body to form, to respond to that, mm. to wow. that, uh, uh, the signals that it carries. Right, so every time you look, you're reinforcing. When yeah. you look, you're reinforcing. And then you're able to think of that scripture and have peace because your body is responding now yeah. to that information in your in your brain cells. Yeah. You see? Wow. So yeah. So true. Keep going back. So good. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> just I mean, one just one other final thought on that, because I think this is so key, mm -hmm. helping people to connect with a God who wants to give them courage right in the midst of their circumstances. Is there anything else that any one of you three do that just helps you connect with God, change the atmosphere around you? Anything particular into that? Well, music is really powerful. Mm. Yeah. You know, I personally, I like to sing, you know, mm. even the scriptures that I've written, I like to sing them. I make them my own, you know, and I sing them. I also play music because sound is really powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, it just changes the atmosphere, it connects um, really uh, quickly to your heart and it brings that awareness of the presence of God. Mm. 
Cool. I just wonder then with the you two, whether there's anything else you want to add in, you know, in the short time we've got, is there one last thing that you'd like to say to people who are watching that you think will, that you've seen in the passage that you think would help them to take heart? Gallia? Well, for me, actually, one of the things that really stands out mm. in this passage is the fact that it actually says towards the end of the reading we had that um, the disciples were amazed at seeing mm. Jesus walk on the water and seeing Jesus close and getting into the boat with them. But the reason they were amazed, it says, was because he'd, they hadn't understood the last yeah. miracle that Jesus did. They hadn't understood. It was the feeding of the 5,000 comes mm. before this. They just hadn't understood it. And that was why they were so mm. amazed. And I just think... I was so struck as I read this again, you know, of the kindness mm -hmm. of Jesus, that he comes close by the power of his Holy Spirit mm -hmm. time and time and time again, even if we missed it mm -hmm. last time, even if we've missed the mark and we've messed up and we've not cultivated an environment in our life mm -hmm. where his presence is the mm -hmm. priority. Yeah. Even if that's the case, we can take heart because his kindness reigns supreme and he, he always comes close. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Aaron, one last I thing, thought. just to take it a step back from what you've said as well, I think it's the fact that they were so scared, mm. they were in this storm and they were really scared that when they saw Jesus, they were, they, they were shocked. They thought it was a ghost. Um, but I think it's because they didn't see Jesus in, in this capacity before. They should have known from the past of the miracles that he did, that he is able to walk on water. So I think because their eyes were so fixed on the storm, and then he, he might have been walking around for a little while, um, but their eyes were so fixed on the storm, they forgot to see like this was actually their saviour. So I feel it's in the same way that, you know, when you're looking for answers in a time like this, it may not necessarily come in the way that you expect it to be. Yeah. So always keep an open mind. Yeah. That's so good. I think, I mean, we've run out of time really, but just great, I think a great landing place. And I want to say to everybody who's been watching, you know, I hope you've picked up one or two things that you can just take away this week, whether it's a particular scripture or it's singing or it's connecting with God on just in the midst of your workplace, just learning to know he is there all of the time. But I want to finish our time by praying for you, for God right now in this moment to give you a new measure of courage and strength. So just, just as I pray, maybe you want to lay your hand on your heart as a way of saying, God, Give me fresh strength and courage and, I, and, and let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we just bring before your throne now every person who's connecting into this service and we pray, Father, for the presence of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit to come right now to strengthen every heart, to remind us of key verses from the Bible, but also just to make us aware that you are with us more than we know. And we pray, Father, that even during this next week, we would experience new measures of confidence and courage in daily life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, it's possible that you, you've never prayed a prayer like that before. Um, if you want to, to start a journey with Jesus, then at the end of the service, there'll be a, a link that will come up. Please follow that. We'd love just to, to help you take next steps. And what we're going to do now is we're going to, to join in with a song. And it's really a song that's designed to, to speak to you about the courage God wants to give you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this. <laughs>